Hello and welcome to Euphoria, the podcast all about the great glam and garish from Eurovision past. My name is Roland Bodenham and I am joined as ever by a dancing queen, young and sweet, slightly older than 17, <laughs> it's Isabel Chilman. Hey. hey, how's it going? Slightly older. Guess I what? very older today. Guess what? What? The miles between us have been brought down <laughs> to mere feet. We are in the same room for the first time in a year. Yeah, 13 months, mate. 13 months. How's it feel? It's nice to have you so close uh, to me. And... And <laughs> a, a silent third party in the room. <laughs> silent witness to our sordid affair. Got Roland's <laughs> lovely girlfriend, Caroline. Caroline, do you want to shout hello? Hi. Yay! Yay. <laughs> That's probably um, as much as she is willing to contribute to this but, podcast. But why, Roland? Pray tell, why are we in the same room? Because, why, are you, why are you in London, mate? <laughs> because it's my birthday. Because it's your birthday. I big 3-0. The big 3-0. Responsibility now, isn't it? Catching up with the rest of us. I know, seriously. Yeah, not so young myself anymore. Um, but uh, to celebrate as well... Uh, it's early in the morning and we, we went out last night, but we <laughs> intend to carry on as we left off last night. It's not, it's almost, it's almost well, afternoon it now. It feels early in the morning. You hear it in my voice. Uh, what have you got for us? I have got a bottle of Italian Prosecco. Yay! Yeah, let's try and get this. You can do the honours. Oh my God. Oh. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> hey! <laughs> All right, let's pour it. Hang on. Here we go. We've even got... We're now we're staying in quite a... We're, we're recording this in a hotel room that Caroline and I are staying in. It's quite fancy. They even Very have fancy. champagne flutes in the drawers. Mm-hmm. So no plastic cup business. Here we go. Let's have a listen. It's posher than my house. Oh, that's nice. That's oh, sound. that's the sound of a champagne flute, ladies and gentlemen. Oh. <laughs> All right. Cheers, everyone. Cheers. Cheers. It's not crystal. They're not crystal, are they? They're not crystal. (laughs) Lovely. I wish I I could start every day like that Mm -hmm. with one of them. Um, Just before we move into any news or AOB, I would also like to point out that officially, Isabel, Mm. this Mm. is not only the first time in a long time that we've been together, but this is our 50th episode is it i mean we've done what we've done about 57 episodes and my slightly weird numbering system inconsistent but officially this is our 50th episode oh cheers cheers to that that. oh happy 50th oh god don't say that happy 30th happy 30th to me happy 50th to all of us um, oh, great. Shall we do some? Do you have any? Did it? Did it? Did it? Did it? Did it, did it, did it? Yeah, vision news. Do we? Do we have any? No. Um, I mean, there is news, yeah. but I didn't bother to look. I have. I have. Um, a as we know, I have an irresistible, spontaneous like for young pop boys singing disco classics. <laughs> and uh, you could have so... just stopped after young pop boys. <laughs> so I do have a current uh, personal front runner runner in the um, in the <laughs> entries to the Eurovision Song Contest so far. Just so that uh, everyone can uh, get this on record, uh, my favourite so far is the wonderful Lake Malawi mm. with the song "Friend of a Friend of a Friend of a Friend" from the Czech <laughs> from the Czech Republic. He's not everyone's favourite, okay, but it's like a it's better than their last year. Yeah, it's, one. It's, it's, yes, it is. Yeah. It's more acceptable than last year's. I've listened to the lyrics this time, okay. and it's not. It's yeah, it's fine. Not sex pesty. No, not sex pesty. It's a little bit like you know, cheeky, like blah 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 blah. blah. But it's not sex pesty, and he's a cute guy, and so I quite like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just so people are aware, that's my front runner right now. Listen to all the other songs. There's plenty out by now. Thirteen, fourteen, maybe, Uh, maybe even more. I don't know. Haven't kept up with it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so yeah, that's that's the news. Uh, we got some AOB. I know that you've got some any I've other got, business. I've got some any other business. Shh. I've got a few pieces actually. Very nice. Um, so I have two corrections from last okay. week. <laughs> First one, um, I oh, described yeah. Italy's entry Mahmoud as Moroccan pop. Oh, he is in fact Egyptian. Oh, He's Egyptian Italian. I do apologise, oh, my yeah. mood. Yeah. Um, got that one a little bit wrong. I didn't yeah. know that as well. I don't know why I said Moroccan. Okay. Uh, 
Um, oh, secondly on that, you know how I said that my fella hated it? Yeah. Oh, it's nonsense. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> now he loves it. He's obsessed with it. Uh, yeah, it actually, you know, it's quite clever. In <laughs> fact, the lyric, and what he's talking about, and into, you know, actually, no, it's quite a good, you shouldn't have said I didn't like it. <laughs> well, you kept complaining it was shit. God, Italians, oh. eh? <laughs> Sounds like you should take that one off air. <laughs> <laughs> I have. Don't worry about that. Um, second correction, and this will haunt oh, me yes. until the day that I die. Oh, yes. And I'm so glad, though. The only thing I'm glad about is that I realised this before anyone called me out on yeah. it because I'd have been mortified. You corrected yourself, didn't you? <sighs> Dane Bowers, of course, of course, <laughs> is in another level and not blue yeah i know this i've always known this i always will know this <laughs> i was quite tired last episode i wasn't thinking yeah. i got overexcited i don't know i just got a bit confused but i will legitimately have anxiety <laughs> dreams about that for the rest of my life i'm so ashamed i'm so sorry you panicked about that when we when <laughs> we oh realized oh and uh, sent out a very uh, formal uh, apology yeah uh, i hope notice. it has been accepted by the eurovision audience <laughs> By any another level fans, yeah. blue fans, yeah. general pop fans around the world, <laughs> this is my my heart and soul on the line for you. Yeah. I'm so desperately yeah. sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope. Yeah, I think that that was a sincere is enough, enough apology. <laughs> is that enough for you? Have I done enough? I no. I will genuinely in ten years' time. I'll think about that and cringe. <laughs> that's that's really going to affect me quite badly. <laughs> Um, I do have a couple of other bits of any other business too. Lovely. Um, so one is to do with, I've been listening back to some old episodes. Oh yeah. Lovely. Just getting myself back in the yeah. euphoria vibe. Yes. Now yeah, yeah, started yeah. again. And I listened back to the Festival Fun Fun episode. Are you going to say you actually love that song and it deserves 12 points? No. <laughs> Shit. But I do think now it, it, it is not it is it is funnier than it is bad actually. And listening to some other ones in comparison. Oh yeah. Eurogirl. Oh god. I've forgotten even existed. That's that is a pile of dog shit song. Festival fun fun in comparison. Yeah, yeah. A lot better. Well, in hindsight, actually now, in hindsight generally with some of those songs now, yeah, I wish yeah. I'd been a bit fairer oh but normally i was pissed yeah yeah, and then yeah, you yeah. played me a song. And I think that your like your snapshot judgment is, is you know, it's got some it's got some value to it's it. It's got some value to yeah, it. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Actually not to, listen, we you know, I do like dicking on Festival Fun Fun. <laughs> but listening back to that episode, A, that episode is hilarious. A, if you want to go back to, to find one. Go listen to Festival Fun Fun, uh-huh. it was great. Um and actually the song, although horrifying in parts <laughs> does make me laugh a lot so good work, it is we have said Roland. before that it, i'm always bitterly disappointed at the ones that just kind of wash over us yeah and nothing you want to be hated or loved hated or loved that's what i want to do i want to live in the extremes live on the edge uh with my wonderful or terrible <laughs> terrible songs um and then finally i have something that is not Eurovision related, but it's Euphoria related. That's oh. a funny story that I thought I'd tell. <laughs> okay. So episode four, I was reminded of this to mention it because listening back to old episodes. On episode four of Euphoria, Love on the uh, Nightline. Okay. Oh, that, that's quite a that good That one. Song, yeah. That was quite a good song. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we talked about then, I mentioned then that there was a band called Northern Line. Yes. Who released a song called love on the northern line yeah was that with ziggy very similar with ziggy yeah who was on big brother his real name was actually zach yeah he had the whole thing on big brother where he went out with chanel and then broke up with her on tv and said the infamous lines it's not you it's me (laughs) and was destroyed by the press ziggy i went and met um my um my friend Gracia uh-huh. the other day for a drink. Uh-huh. Gracia um is Gracia's my mentor. Oh, actually. Very nice. She's wonderful, wonderful, wonderful woman who gives me good advice. Went and met her for a drink the other day in a bar in uh in Northwest London. Yeah. And whose bar was uh, was I meeting Gracia in? Siggy <laughs> from Big Brother, Siggy from Northern Line, his bar. No. Yeah. Yep, it gets better. So I sit down. He calls me. He calls me ma'am. Oh wait, he's there. He's there. Oh, oh my yeah. god. He's like he's, he's putting there. menus out. He's taking orders. Someone else is behind the bar, but it's his bar. Yes, and He's getting yeah. all set up. Just yeah. opened. Yeah. Um. He's he's had a little chat with him. He's been running it no. for four months. Yeah. No. 
Um, Gracia gets there. Gracia is such a wonderfully, brilliantly bonkers woman. Um, she turns up <laughs> with a big envelope, white envelope, and says, "Oh, Isabel, um, I need two people to be the witnesses to sign my will, and I want—I need it to happen at the same time, and I want to do it right now. So, um, if I, can you do this?" And I was like, uh, "Yeah, sure. Who else is going to do it though? Oh, we just get the man. We just get the bar owner to do it." No. So me and Ziggy from Northern Line signed my friend's will. You're legally tied to Ziggy for life now. You do realise that. You and Ziggy are in- inextricably legally I entwined. Was fighting to keep a straight face the entire time. We then sat there for an hour and a half having a drink. Oh my god! And I didn't want to tell her because I thought it would be. I didn't. I didn't know. I didn't want to tell her until after we'd left. So then, once she'd left, I had a. I stayed and had a cigarette, and he had a little chat, and I said, "Oh, thank you for signing my friend's will. That's really weird. I'm sorry." Had a nice little chat about his bar, and then I text Gracia afterwards saying. By the way, that guy was from a, um, a D-list pop band no. and was also on Celebrity Big Brother about no. a decade ago. And she said she's going to frame the will and put it on a wall. <laughs> <laughs> that is so good. Oh what my a God. Great, what a great celebrity link. Huh? Now, did he That's ha- my favourite celebrity story that now that I have. You're, I've signed a will with Ziggy from Big that Brother. That is so good. That is such a good, like, would I, would I lie to you yes! kind of story, oh isn't God. it? That is so yeah, good. Completely. Oh my god. It's second only to getting stoned with um <laughs> one of the wizards from Harry Potter. I won't say which one. <laughs> I think I know. Uh, uh that is very good. Now we haven't got any letters. We did have a lovely tweet though, didn't we? A few lovely tweets from oh. uh, a wonderful man. Uh, do you wanna just give a shout out to him? Flip at Flip, Flip Online. <laughs> Flip um, uh, thank you so much to your lovely, lovely tweet about us being uh, fun and irreverent. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like being described as irreverent. Um, we're so happy to have nice new listeners. Yeah. It's wonderful. Well, and also, Flip knew of Thordians. Oh, yeah. He had seen yeah. um, the alternative e- ESC when it was on at the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, and said that there wasn't there wasn't really much beyond what I'd found <laughs> out about it. Not much to, noting. Um, to tell us, but that it was, so it was in the lead up to, it was it was post the us winning. winning. Yeah, So yeah. they were so full of, the of... country was full of Eurovision love yeah. and they thought it would be something a bit funny and silly. But the, he would also, back in the day, refer to them as Thordians. Yeah, Great. it's the only way. It's, you can't call your, your band that and not no. pronounce it Thordians. We always, we always like to get your emails and your tweets. If you want to email us, email us at Euphoria podcast at gmail.com or you can tweet us at euphoria cast or you can tweet at isabel chillman or at roland bodman our names are just our names so uh, uh just do it on that our names are just our names <laughs> man i'm so deep yeah. uh right should we do it should we get into a little story yeah let's crack on so we can have lunch yeah <laughs> brunch or lunch either one uh so isabel we are back together in the same room and it feels very good. It feels right and it feels proper. So I thought of no better time to tell tale of Eurovision's favourite airplane stewardess themed act. Oh my God. No. Oh. Sadly, we are not talking about Scooch. Oh, what? <laughs> I don't think there's enough content to talk about Scooch for, for 40 minutes. We are, however going to tell the tale of the glorious and glamorous act called Sestre from Slovenia. Sestre pride themselves being from Slovenia. Uh, They say that it's the only country in the world with the word love in the name, and they themselves are truly... (laughs) That took me a minute to get. Slovenia. Yeah, like a northerner word. Love. Love. I mean, it is, but the spelling is L-O-V-E. Yeah, so you're right. If you highlight Is that true? It, the only country? Well, that's what they say. I love it. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, it's good. Great. Uh, so um, they truly are themselves a vision of love. The band itself uh, is, uh, at the time, was made up of three drag queens who go by the names Marlena, Daphne, and the wonderfully named 
Emperor Trees with two Zs. Oh. Zs, pardon How, me. How's that for up, <laughs> upstaging you? I know. <laughs> your co-workers. Oh, you're going to be called Daphne. Okay, you're Marlena. Okay, I'm Emperor Trees. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which means Empress, uh, if, you, uh, if you hadn't got that before. Uh, so the three queens um, had been in the 90s on the scene for some time in Slovenia, performing in the few LGBT clubs in, in the Slovenian capital. Uh, Daphne danced for the Ljubljana Dance Theatre. That's mm. the capital city. Marlena was a work therapy gra- uh, graduate. And Emperatrice was a makeup artist. Uh, it also says a visagist, which I haven't heard before, but I love the title. I think it's just building a visage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and she also held the honourable title of second runner-up of the European Miss Transvestite 1997 pageant. So was clearly used to competing on an international level. Wonderful. Now, I will say, writing this uh, story, the word transvestite popped up an awful lot. And it's, it's a word that you quickly realise has fallen very much out of favour in recent years, isn't it? So I've... Yeah. I've replaced it with drag queen is that right is that the same thing it's not the same thing no so a drag queen is the performance side of things so a drag queen is well it doesn't even have to be a man nowadays but is someone dressing up in drag yeah for that performance aspect a transvestite really is someone who does it full time not necessarily full time they don't do it to perform they just do it because they enjoy wearing uh, t- well, wearing, wearing women's clothes. Okay, but I would say that transvestite has fallen out. Really, what yeah. would you say? I mean, cross dresser doesn't even fit no. right now because it all just seems a bit outdated. Yeah. Because we can wear what we want, mate. Yeah, exactly. That's really weird. So it is you, interesting. Oh, how often does, it, does well, you it, say the word transvestite? It's it's interesting because there are a few interviews. A lot of this because this was early late nineties, early noughties, yeah. and a lot of the interviews, definitely some of the interviews I heard for them were like not quite the right tone that we would take now so one of the interviews no, i was a radio interview ago. and the guy seemed the guy who interviewed them seemed very obsessed with the fact that sometimes they're men and sometimes they're women and he was oh, saying like nice. oh i met you yesterday and you had beards and they were like oh, oh yeah we were yeah sometimes and then they were like and then he was like oh so what is your real names and they were like Oh, I've forgotten my my other name, blah, blah, blah. It was a bit weird. So I don't want to quite use that tone. But they are doing it as a performance. I think it is fine for you to say drag queen. Because probably it's just that the things you were reading were using transvestite wrong. Yes, yeah. Um, yeah I, I so i apologize if that is if you if you want to correct let me know yeah but i would s- but you're using info that was from 20 years ago <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah and people yeah. still said things like tranny tranny yeah it's Ugh. not we're not using that term no. but um yeah so we're using drag i think they are drag performers um yeah. but um apologies if it's uh slightly the wrong um, i'd say go with it label to use so um, anyway, as I was saying, the three had been performing as individuals on the scene for some time and knew each other through their various shows. After a couple of different formations with what Marlena described in an interview as the wrong kind of drama queen, the three, f- <laughs> the three found each other and started performing together, originally under the title of Strumpfwandelsistre. <laughs> what does that mean? Which means Suspenders Sisters. Oh. Um, shortly they dropped the Strumpfbandel, which is a word that I love now. <laughs> I love saying. Strumpfbandel. 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 <laughs> yeah, so they dropped that part, shortening it, shortening it to the much easier uh, Sestre, which just means sisters. Nice. You know, it sounds more, you know, it sounds more serious, sounds more authentic. Uh, and I think that's the right decision. It's like when Mark Zuckerberg dropped the the from the Facebook. It just makes it easier God, to I say. I can't even remember it being called the Facebook. <laughs> yeah, I think Justin Timberlake or the character he was playing in the movie told him to do it. Oh, God. <laughs> Justin Timberlake. He's, I think he's up there now with being as obnoxious as James Corden. Oh, wow. I used to love him. But really that's my love of uh, Disco Boys. Again. Yeah, oh, it's so smug. Mm. Carry on. <laughs> Just throwing that out there. Uh, so over the next few years, their popularity continued to grow and began to expand outside of the small group of LGBT venues in the city. Sestre began making appearances at various festivals and even TV shows across the country. 
It was in 2002 that Sestre decided that they would go for the biggest stage of them all. Eurovision. Yes. In order to do this, they would have to face a jury and public vote in Slovenia's national final selection contest, known that year as Emma. The trio joined writers Barbara Prezut and Robert Pezut, who I think are brother are a brother-sister writing duo, and created the song Samuel Ljubezen, or Only Love which Lovely. makes sense with Slovenia. Yeah. Um, Robert Pezut, by the way, professionally goes by the name Magnifico. So oh, <laughs> everyone in this story is fabulous. I love it. So from now on, I will just be referring to him Good. as Magnifico Good. by the name that as he requests. Um, as we know with drag as well, the song is only part of the whole performance. And so the group also teamed up with Urus Belantic and Meta Podkrajzek um, to design their wonderful, and you will see in a moment, uh, very glitzy air stewardess outfit. <laughs> uh, the design company that those two come from is a design company called Digaloo Thrush. Uh, oh. which, <laughs> I, I don't want to get Diggaloo Thrush <laughs> you can't watch out for that Nasty. make sure you I oh, don't yeah, know that's what vicious, you do that yeah. Diggaloo Thrush <laughs> Diggaloo Thrush really hangs around <laughs> um, so with all the preparation you'll be relieved to hear that Sestre were invited to take part in Emma that year uh, the semi-finals went very smoothly and 10 songs were selected for the grand final to take place on a Friday night, including our lovely sisters. Mm-hmm. And so everyone was looking forward to the grand final on March 15th with hopes very high as Sestre were joint favourite alongside the very popular pop artist Carmen Stavik with her song More and More, which is a great song title. Uh, but somehow... The Slovene National Eurosong Contest managed to spin wildly out of control, becoming what? <laughs> becoming all the Slovene media was talking about, and even the BBC, Reuters, and CNN what carried happened? the story. Well, what you'll happened? find out. That's me dropping a little Tell teaser. Tell me more, Roland. <laughs> so, before we go into what went wrong, we're going to watch some of Sestre's performance. Uh, now, don't worry, nothing goes wrong at this point. I just okay. think it will help for us to see the performance. Uh, and so for those of you at home, let's listen to Sestre performing Only Love. Yes. I know what I want to wear at Eurovision this year. <laughs> I know. If anyone who didn't hasn't seen it, uh, the performance, they've got on a very sparkly red uh, stewardess outfit. Yeah. With oh, sparkly little hats and lovely red <laughs> lipstick. They all look fit. They yeah. look so sexy. Yeah, yeah. And then the, the three backing singers are all dressed <laughs> as pilots, both male and female backing singers. Yes. Oh, so nice. <laughs> I love a bit of early noughties cross dressing. Oh, yeah. It was great. It's a really good. So and uh and i really like this song as well it's very i mean it's like very kind of early noughties disco pop but mm. uh, uh there's some i'm into it there's some good harmonies in there some good uh nice chords and all oh, that it just stuff. made me smile a lot watching yeah it. yeah it's nice. very happy and oh very no what positive. went wrong <laughs> so <sighs> the night itself isabel mm. all of the acts performed and everything was going very smoothly until that is we reached the voting now before we get into that i want to give you some context of what kind of country slovenia was at that point because it was kind of a a really interesting mix so slovenia was like many of the former soviet nations around that time torn between its traditional religious conservative self and a more open liberal accepting country um it was attempting as well to become accepted into joining the eu and this is a very complicated and tricky process to do and you have to fulfill a lot of obligations before you're even considered 
so, you know, if a country were to leave and then think about rejoining, <laughs> you would really want to think about that long and hard process. <laughs> However, <laughs> we're so close to that date now. Ooh, uh, so the Slovenian government uh, was very focused on joining the EU and they knew that there would be a bright future within the European Union. So this divide of kind of the old traditional and the new forward progressive uh, thinking people uh, made for some very interesting voting in the EMA finals. The way that, was, that the voting was structured was that there were two in-studio judging panels, one made up of music industry experts and one made up of Slovenian TV personalities and celebrities. A bit like how the UK does it now. Yeah. Um, and then there was the viewing audience at home, uh, which made the final third of the vote. So once all of the artists had performed, it was time to vote. The juries and the Slovenian public had just five minutes to deliberate and then announce their votes. However, things quickly began to go wrong with the voting system. As the votes began coming in from the public, the people counting quickly realised that they were experiencing a huge amount more votes than they had expected, with more than double the amount from the previous year. This was something that they hadn't planned for and they couldn't keep up with so nothing was automated it, i don't think so or maybe it was but still the system couldn't keep up with it it oh was the God. it was the two early 2000s God, even just even 15 years ago yeah. everything was shit <laughs> we had a vision with now <laughs> yeah we had a vision of what things could be but we didn't quite know how to make it like good yet so it was like public voting system yeah but there'll be five people on the end of the line That's trying so to get everyone <laughs> get all the numbers down oh, and then we just writing we it down. We were so advanced in the early <laughs> We noughties. thought we knew the it millennium, all. millennium, <laughs> yeah. So slow Nothing. and crap. <laughs> so by the end of the five minutes, the operators had received more than 90,000 phone calls and the public scoring was announced. Sestre's closest competition, Carmen Stavik's score, was announced first. She received... 31,944 votes. Sestre? Sestre received 8,454. From the public. From the public. What the fuck is wrong with them? <laughs> well, as I said, it was a largely Catholic, traditional, old school public uh, watching this. Sestre- no taste. <laughs> Sestre weren't even close to Carmen. In fact, out of the 10 performers, Sestre was currently standing in just sixth position. Mm-mm. However, it was then the turn of the judging panel to announce their scores. Their scoring follows the same setup as the Eurovision scoring, so it's 0 to 8, 10, and then 12. Uh, and so the TV personality pa- panel announced their score first. They rewarded Carmen these points, 10 points, mm. uh, and they gave Sestre Do's point. Yes, was that the TV panel? Yeah, that was the TV. Good, because they were probably gay anyway. Yeah, they were, you know, lefty liberals. Born <laughs> on TV is gay. Or a little uh, bit, a little bit queer. A little bit that anyway. way. A little bit uh, curious. What, the, what was um to the one? Uh, it was Carmen, Carmen. Stavik. Yeah, with any good? More and more. Uh, I haven't listened. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we've got no comparison. We got no comparison. Oh, fine. But we love Sestre, so yeah. it doesn't matter. Uh, uh, lastly, the experts panel uh, gave out their points. They rewarded Carmen six points Mm-mm. and rewarded Sestre Do's hey! points. Oh, good. So the scoring was incredibly close, taking uh, the public vote into consideration. However, remember when I told you about the phone lines being so busy? Well, in order to count all of the votes the operators made the decision to leave the phone lines open for an extra two minutes to accommodate the demand however this decision actually broke the agreed upon rules laid laid out by the contest and so another decision was made to invalidate the entire public vote (laughs) and go exclusively with the jury's decisions effectively handing Sestre the, cl- the crown yes. and leaving Carmen out in the oh cold. God, Carmen was fucking pissed. That was so much drama on that night. Oh my, you would be understandably livid yeah. if you were Carmen. Yeah. That the one aspect of the voting where you trounced your opposition yeah. 
is they then invalidated. say no not doing that because the yeah. phone line people yeah. messed up Effecti- effectively it wouldn't have mattered they could have just cut off the last two minutes worth of phone. I don't think they don't have the system to understand when people called and, and how long for it was 2002 remember they were idiots we they were just all didn't idiots know. in 2002 <laughs> do you remember the Blue Peter uh, competition scandal when they were where they changed it? the name of the, the kitten no no oh maybe it was that but there was a whole load of stuff where people were entering a competition to win a prize or whatever but they were just like the sons of the executive producers who were entering and being given oh. a prize there was a whole no there was a there was the cat one yeah where they had a kitten and they did a competition to name the kitten yeah and this is really weird because i thought it was something that the the, the cat name was like something a, quite foreign yeah and or like a racial thing yeah. yeah and so they didn't want to name it that so they called it socks instead not true the viewers kids voted for their kitten to be named cookie right and they just decided no not cookie it's gonna be called socks <laughs> oh wow what, what's wrong with cookie i thought it was something cookie. maybe it not... sounded too american cookie. so weird <laughs> now we're not calling it cookie some big fat, fat cat <laughs> it, bbc exec with a cigar we ain't calling it cookie we're calling it socks yeah. <laughs> oh, i want it to be called yeah. socks yeah socks not cookie <laughs> That's bizarre. Oh, wow. That's weird. Blue Peter, back Odd. in the day. It was a different time then. Richard Bacon was doing coke off the toilets and <laughs> elephants that were was shitting in the studio. was Bacon, I oh, think. Oh, was it? Oh, blimey. He'd already gone. He was, he was holding the whole thing together. Bless him. <laughs> uh, what, um... What were we talking about? <laughs> so they uh, it was on the night and the, uh, the presenters had just announced that the... Uh, the voting public's vote was going to be disallowed and they, they would be judged only on the judging panel's votes, which which handed Sestri the crown and Carmen was left out in the cold. This dramatic turn caused outrage both within the studio and without. Uh, many of the performers and songwriters began storming out of the green rooms in anger and protest. <laughs> it was here where the writer of three of the songs that night, including Carmen Stavik's song More and More, uh, a guy named Patrick Greblo, ran into, earlier mentioned, Magnifical, mm. um, uh, the writer of uh, Sestre's song. Uh, there are two versions of what happened next here. <laughs> <laughs> and it changes depending on, obviously, who you're talking to. But what we do know is that Greblo left the venue in an ambulance. <laughs> So according to Magnifico put him on his ass. Well, according to Greblo, it was as simple as uh, uh, Magnifico taking offence to the crowd's protest and just aggressively taking it out on Greblo. However, the other side, uh, Magnifico's side of the story, uh, he didn't give a public statement. There are rumours, however, that Greblo was making homophobic comments about (laughs) Sestre and Magnifico reacted in their defence. I have no evidence either way, but all we do know is that Greblo lost the ensuing fight and was taken straight to hospital. I'm pretty sure he's fine. But, <laughs> <laughs> but whatever happened, there was a scuffle in the green rooms. You know what I remembered the other day? <laughs> what did you remember? About last year's Eurovision. Oh. Was that one of them, I can't remember who it was, maybe it was like the... It was the Danish entry or the Netherlands entry. She kicked off, smashed loads of stuff because they got crap points. Wasn't it the one with the slightly racist dance involved the uh there was a, i can't remember a racist dance do you not remember it was the it was a bit weird it was like a country song but they had like a, yeah. a black guy yeah 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 very... the country song it was yeah, it was it was, yeah, it was her yeah. it was her was it her it was a girl her? oh is it maybe that was a different one then maybe it, it was a woman one. there was yeah. an entry last year i can't remember who it was i'll remember it a bit yeah um and then i mentioned it last week who <laughs> she was really angry because my friend matt um, told us he was there that he'd heard insider info oh, from shit. there that they'd got crap points and so she smashed up all the glasses oh in their green oh, room yeah, seats yeah, and then yeah, stormed that too. <laughs> love it a green I love room a drama, vision drama yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want everyone to have a fight smash things yeah. so, so the show finished and Sestre were officially announced the winners and were to be headed straight to Eurovision you'd expect after all that drama during the event that things would settle down a little bit right Wow. No. <laughs> no, you couldn't be much further from the truth. Now, as I said earlier, Slovenia at the time was largely, uh, uh, and largely still is, quite a conservative country with a large uh, Catholic population. Sestre's win divided the country. 
Protests and counter-protests oh took God. place in the capital city. Who's got the energy <laughs> to protest against three men wearing fancy dresses? Well, yeah. And this is, again, an example of, uh, I hope, a sign of the times of the, the reporting of this. Because the article I read uh, said that uh, gay and anti-gay activists... Anti-gay! Call it what it is, homophobic. Yeah. <laughs> oh, anti-gay. I'm an anti-gay activist. <laughs> you're gay, you're anti-gay. Let's, oh. let's, let's meet head to head. Uh, yeah, so... Uh, let's call them homophobic activists and gay rights activists. Yeah. The homophobic activists were claiming that the contest had been rigged by the liberal gay media. Oh, it's them, lib- <laughs> it's them lefties, liberal, liberal. lefties. <laughs> oh, they're all wearing ladies' underwear. In there. Oh, what is wrong with people? Just chill the fuck out, so, guys. So the issue was so contentious, as we've often seen with Eurovision, that it made it all the way into Slovenian Parliament. Uh-huh. Uh, Frank Kangler, an SLS member of Parliament, questioned whether judges rigged the contest. However... SDS Member of Parliament Tone Partilic Tone we'll call him Defended Sestere Now you know when someone is Someone so nearly says the right thing And then fucks it all up at the end This is a prime example of that So I'll read you what Tone said He said that the the song should be more important than the performer He told Pop TV that He doesn't care who is a homosexual, lesbian or transvestite But quickly added That he would rather look at a hot chick himself (laughs) We get it You're heterosexual It's fine Oh my god (laughs) But I'm straight (laughs) I'm not aroused by it Uh, Yeah so tone nearly there But not (laughs) quite (laughs) Um the controversy even made its way up to European Parliament. Uh, again, as I mentioned earlier, Slovenia were in the process of and very close to being accepted to join the European Union. However, one member of the European Parliament, Dutch MEP Louise Weiss van der Laan, said, I was very shocked to learn that in Slovenia there is again a debate relating to sexual minorities. That the issue of gay rights is coming up confirms to us that perhaps Slovenia is not yet ready to join the EU. Gay rights are human rights and all human rights need to be established before a country can join the EU. Preach. Preach, Louise Weiss. Preach, sister. <laughs> Good for her. Love it. And that's the wonderful EU there. The lovely uh, rights of the EU. Sad. <laughs> Thankfully... The Slovenian government and the contest organisers did not cave into the homophobic pressures and Sestre were allowed to pack off their wonderful costumes and head to Tallinn to represent their country in the 2002 Eurovision Song Contest. Amazing. One mistake the group did make, however, which Marlena explained in an interview, was that every single thing they packed for the entire week that they were there was a glitzy drag outfit. Uh, straight set with high heels uh, and wigs which meant that by the end of all their public appearances press conferences and rehearsals the band said that they'd felt like they'd been competing at the olympics rather than the song contest she said she very much regretted not bringing a pair of sweatpants and a baggy sweater jumper That's how, I mean, to be fair, most women in entertainment, that's what they have to put up with. That's why if you've never, if you've never seen before um, any of the three Golden Globe openers that Amy, uh, Amy Amy Poehler and Tina Fey did together, watch them all in order (laughs) on repeat, (laughs) you will laugh so hard for the best part of an hour and and be quoting them for the rest of your lives. There's some great lines in that where they talk about Steve um, Steve Carell when he was in um, Foxcatcher and he had all the prosthetics on his face to look like that creepy um, coach, weird guy. guy. Uh, and they in their opening bit, Tina Fey says, uh, "Yeah, Steve, Steve Carell's here tonight for <laughs> Footcatcher." Uh, round of applause. Uh, it took Steve um, four, uh, three, three hours every day to get ready for that part. Um, just in comparison, it took me four hours to get ready today for my role as human woman. <laughs> yeah, which is which is very fair. They were completely fair. Completely. <laughs> they fair. were saying the same thing as well because Emperatrice, uh, who was the uh, makeup artist, does 
does that does all of their makeup as well and they were saying that at the beginning it would take them about four hours to get ready mm. but she's got it down to about an hour and a half now which Good is but which is if you're going to be performing at eurovision as a, as a human woman as you say is about the same amount of time maybe yeah. shorter if i go if i go on a nice night out it takes me yeah. over an hour, yeah, hour exactly. and a half to get ready yeah so uh yeah, well, you know, they're, they're still, at that point, still getting used to it, I suppose. Uh, so the big night finally, thankfully for their ankles, came. And after putting in a stellar performance, sadly, the group only made it to 13th place. However... In the finals, in the In the Eurovision finals. Yeah, they, got, yeah. Didn't get they got to the final. Yeah, they got through the semis. They nice. made it to the final. Good for them. However, uh, the group did become well-known throughout Europe because of their performance and have been touring uh, on and off ever since and even added a more young member to the lineup in recent years in order, as they say, to keep the average age of the group down. So they're still touring? Still doing stuff, still touring around. Fantastic. Quite a lot of the time you can find them at like uh, Eurovision um, concerts and stuff like that around wonderful. Europe. Yeah, wonderful. Um, so... Although Daphne, Emperatriz, Marlena, and in later years, Michelle, came face to face with hatred in Slovenia, they truly embodied the spirit of, as they say, the only country with love in its name, and made sure that love would win out in the oh, end. Oh, <laughs> I love it so much. And what that's a great the story. story. Of Sestre. Really nice. Emperatriz. Emperatriz. Uh, that's what I want you to refer to me as now. <laughs> Emperatrice. Emperatrice. Uh, Emperatrice Izo. Watch yeah. their performance. The outfits are gorgeous. They look gorgeous. Beautiful lipsticks. Wonderful. Um, and oh, yeah, I really like the pilot <laughs> backing singers. Really yeah. nice. I'm going to try and I'm going to I want to have a re- I want to have that outfit for Eurovision. That's yeah. This year one. It's a good outfit. It's a lot of sequins yeah. in there. Um, it's very good. Well, there you go. That is the story of Sestre. Wonderful from Slovenia. So now it's time to move on, Isabel, to the final part of every week's show when I attempt to create a Eurovision smash hit and Isabel gives her fair, honest, sometimes (laughs) brutal judgment of the song. Now, as I said last week, we are going back to the format where I just see what comes into my head write the song, and then we judge it on that. We're not going technical. We're not going following some set of guidelines. And so this week, Isabel, I thought about... We've spoken before about the very traditional, uh, very stereotypical kind of themes and like lyrics that we hear in uh, in songs throughout Eurovision history. Um, we sometimes play drinking games where if a song features certain words or certain themes, we'll drink as a kind of... Uh, celebration of the stereotyping. Mm. One of these is talking about world and global and international and the word love. Okay. What I wanted to do was use some of those words, words that people would be familiar with, but in a context that people are less familiar with or is less gushy and soft and wet uh, as that theme. Okay. So I have written a song called Hemispheres. Are you ready to listen to the song Hemispheres? Uh, yes. Okay, here we go. <laughs> this is Hemispheres. I catch your eye across the room. I down my drink and prepare to make my move. I talk to you. You look confused You turn to me and say Je ne pas compris Girl, this is tricky Cause you're looking really pretty But I haven't got the words to say She would rate and romance If you like, we can dance Girl, you're looking pretty damn parfait Now the clock's like trois Do you voulez-vous moi? All you gotta do is let me know If you give me a chance I'll do more than just dance I'll be loving you around the globe This worldwide loving sets us free It's intersensuality Let's make love across the world Let's make love across the world I feel you spread your love on my hemispheres Let's make love across the world Love across the world We're making love down on the floor Our own exclusive global erotic tour Our worlds collide 
first mine, then yours. I say, my God, and you say, oh, Zootalor. Girl, now I met you, now I never will forget you, and I wanna do it all again. Or should we? I'm not free. If you wanna see me, I'm not doing anything to men. We'll be up, we can kiss, maybe end up like this, but for now I've gotta go away. Gotta go to a class, I'll learn French real fast, so I understand the word you say. Let's make love across the world. Let's make love across the world. I feel you spread your love on my hemispheres. Let's make love across the world. Love across the world. Let's make love across the world. Let's make love across the world. I feel you spread your love on my hemispheres. So let's make love across the world. Love across the world. That was Hemispheres. <laughs> Spread your love across my hemispheres, Isabel. What did you think of Hemispheres? <laughs> uh, okay, I'm I'm so happy that we've gone back to the original. Yeah, yeah, you got. This is you at your best. <laughs> you got to let the barriers down. Let me be free. Really? <laughs> Uh, oh my god there was some this is me doing my convincing part again <laughs> you there, don't know what i'm gonna say about it no yet. i know there's some uh i my feeling is there's some very very clever lines in there but there are also so some smug. there are also some lowest common denominator lines in Spread there that I your like love <laughs> across my hemispheres <laughs> i don't even want to i don't think i could we would need to bleep out what um, I would explain I think that would be it's that's quite, not airable it's for me quite, to tell you what I think spreading love across your hemispheres is I don't think your girlfriend would like me saying it either. No, no. I yeah I think that, that it's quite I mean it, for it being a metaphor oh and not not actually explicit in any way it is quite a visceral uh, oh me- it does make that it did make my face go a bit weird <laughs> Uh, what did you think? I know. Apart from that one line yeah. that made my um, yeah. skin crawl, yeah, my legs cross. <laughs> um, I loved it. It's all I right. loved it. No, that was hilarious. <laughs> you a bit creepy. Oh, uh, I know. Like starting off I the know. song, put down my drink and wonder, like, come over to you in the bar. Yeah. That's a little bit creepy. The spreading love in the hemisphere is a bit creepy. Yeah. There's a little couple of creepy aspects to it, it- but I did. It was very tongue-in-cheek. It was very obviously tongue-in-cheek. Yeah. Very funny in terms of, yeah, I'm going to come over. I'm going to come on to you. We're going to we're gonna make love across the world. We're going to have loads of sex. Yeah. Um, I'm, what was it? I'm going to, um, I'm, I'll go, what was Oh, that? our worlds collide, first mine, then yours. Yeah, you, our worlds collide, <laughs> first mine, then yours. A man singing that line <laughs> is hilarious. <laughs> For a woman, anyway. Yeah, I mean, um, I mean our worlds I, collide first, mine then yours. Of I course, say, of course, you come first, mate. Of I say, will. my God, then you say, Zuzu to law. Oh uh, no, there's some great, great lines. In I it. do. It is all. I do ask permission for everything throughout the song, just so to reduce the. Creep it's all consent. It's, it's all consensual. consensual. It's yeah, all yeah. consensual. Je rate and romance. If you like, we can dance. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just screamed. Into, I just screamed into the mic. Yeah, I'm. I was. I've wanted to write a song where it's like crosses over between French and English for no, a long time. No, I really time. like it. I've dabbled in it before with RSVP and things like that, but uh, mm. that that came to be. Thinking about it in a Eurovision context. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I think it would be <coughs> you'd be on a you'd be on a thin line mm. between people finding it as funny as I do, yes, or people viewing you as a bit of a Mikolas. Czech oh Republic, yeah, 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 yeah. That actually, some people who would would who wouldn't get the joke, who yeah. went in on the joke, would just yeah. go oh, creepy, creepy, creepy guy yeah. singing this song. Yeah, yeah. It would well, it wouldn't necessarily be you singing it though. No. So it depends who you've got singing it. As we've said before, yeah. like with freaks yeah. and the you decide stuff, yeah. it's not just the song that matters; yeah. it's who you have singing yeah. that song, which is how that comes across to everyone. So it would have to be a non straight white male and 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 also singing so it for it to be funny with a lot of the songs that i do um i try and take gender out of it in fact, that would just no but th- if you put gender back in 
that's even funnier if, if it's, it's a woman a singing woman. it. Yeah, so I'm gonna come like I'm gonna come creep on you at a bar. We're gonna have loads of sex. I'll come first, then you, mate. It's all right. Don't worry about it. My world, it my world be... will collide yeah, first. Yeah, yeah. I'll sort myself out, love. I, so there is. Ge- oh there is no, gender. that's actually hilarious. Yeah, there is gender Can in this song. Can we redo it while I sing it? <laughs> we absolutely can. No, there is gender in this song, and it is it is the male uh, singing to a woman. But if I can flip it, then then I gladly would, and I think it's better. No, that's I think that's way. really that's yeah. very funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If it's yeah. a woman singing yeah, it. Absolutely, I think it is. Little creep I mean, you, bag girl, yeah. like that. Um, the prodigy, no, Chemical Brothers video. Oh, is it yeah. prodigy video? Yeah, Chemical yeah. Prodigy. Yeah, right. Where at the, the end, it's, it's the yeah, it's like drowning beers yeah, and smashing stuff up, and then at the end, it's, it's a, a woman, woman that's done it. All. Oh my god! <laughs> no, I think that's very funny if it's a woman singing. Yeah, yeah. I actually, but a very glam. Not. I don't mean like this. This, this should be no masculinity in this no. whatsoever. This should be a very glam, yeah. very effeminate looking woman. Yeah. That sings this slightly creepy, sexed crazy song <laughs> about. <laughs> fucking someone all over the world <laughs> that's hilarious okay. hi caroline's Cal, back i just heard this song oh my god uh, See, you're dating a creep you know that you're dating a creepy weird guy no it's not me it's me playing a character <laughs> it's not me it's a song do yeah, you want my score this. uh yeah go on give us your score give us what you think okay eurovision scoring let's do it i am going what's it called again uh, hemispheres. Hemispheres. <laughs> hemispheres. No, I, oh, I really like that. Um, I am going to give hemispheres. Dees. Whoa. Dees. But I would say, As- if you removed the line about spreading love across hemispheres, <laughs> that's the chorus. Change it slightly. Okay. Although that is funnier again when it's a woman singing it, because then the hemispheres are clearly a tits. Yeah. Spread your love across. My- <laughs> I don't think in fact I don't think that would pass your vision that rules. Might not. So you might have to tweak that. Get a know. woman singing it and you're um you're up you're up at least one point there. Wow. Yeah. Oh my god. That okay. is one of your best. Yeah, it's not That's bad. made me laugh a lot. <laughs> well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Let us know if you thought the same thing about my hemispheres. <laughs> uh, give us an email at euphoriapodcast at gmail.com. Or tweet us at EuphoriaCast or at Isabel Chilman or at Roland Bodlin. We hope you enjoyed this reunion show, our 50th show. <laughs> uh, Cheers, mate. Cheers to that. Aww, and happy birthday. Thanks. Send Roland some birthday love, will you? It's this week. <laughs> We're off to see the uh, Melody Festival in semi-final four tonight. Uh, so if you're watching, hope you enjoy that too. Uh, the podcast will have been out by now, but that's fine. We hope you did enjoy it. And we will see you in two weeks' time. Thanks for listening. (laughs) Bye. Bye.